It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, welcome in, everybody. It is the Get You To the Homestead and the Candlelight Dinner Edition. Well, V-Day here on the PJ Show. Nice to have you along with us. Hey, hey, look who's here producing the show today. The one and only. Oh, oh wait, it needs to be louder. Here we go. Yeah, it needs to be a little louder. There you go. The one and only. The one and only, baby. How you been doing? Heartbreak producer himself, uh, Chris Cookie Cook, is uh, here today. Good to see you, Cookie. It's good to, well, hear from you. Yeah, good to hope, be on. Hope you're feeling better. You. I know you've you know, been I'm, going through I'm some I'm okay. Sickness. Yeah, yeah, I got a little better. Today's uh, a marked improvement. I don't know if I'll be yelling like that uh, necessarily uh, today or tomorrow. You don't but, sound uh, as stuffed up. I do remember last week like when you would call me and stuff, I'd be like, wow, he sounds like really sick. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. But I'm okay. I'm, I'm, uh, we're getting there. We're getting better incrementally day by day shout out to our guy ben b baby byram who's continuing to uh oh he's going through it recover as he's under the weather so we uh we hope uh he'll be there i i, I will admit i sounded a little better this morning but you know just being up all day uh it's got me a little more hoarse than i was i had a couple things to do today where i had to talk a lot and that was not so much fun but it was okay it was okay um we uh Continue to uh, obviously mourn and uh, honor the uh, life and times of uh, Jeff Charles, voice of the Pirates. Uh, we'll have uh, something we wanted to get to yesterday. And by the way, a lot of great reaction to our show uh, yesterday. Uh, got a lot of people uh, reaching out to me personally, direct messages, texts, uh, that sort of thing. So I really appreciate that. We wanted to, um, you know, honor Jeff and uh, do so yesterday by. Uh, having people who we work closely with remember him uh, as Kevin and Cy did, but also Cliff Godwin speaking on him, and then uh, that great piece that David Horn had put together years ago uh, to end the show. Uh, really, again, appreciate all the kind words, uh, you know, from friends, from pirate fans, and even from people I don't know who had uh, gotten in touch with me. Uh, thank you all very much, and uh, we've got that on the podcast. Uh, 943thegame.com under the Patrick Johnson show if you want to revisit that or, uh, you missed it and want to hear it for the first time. I'm excited about today, uh, with Hank Hinton coming in. And before we get to that, I did want to make mention that it is a, a painted purple day tomorrow, uh, for the basketball game that was already, uh, uh, kind of, uh, being, uh, laid out there. And, uh, it, it's something that is apropos given, uh, Jeff's uh, catchphrase and, uh, his status with the, uh, with the program. I worked, uh, of course worked with Jeff, but worked with his brother, uh, at a couple of other radio stops years ago. And, uh, when he was the guy who did the Furman games, the Paladins have purple in their scheme. And, uh, his brother claims that's where painted purple first originated was with, for the Paladins when they would win, uh, Furman would paint it purple. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing that he was able to, to carry over to uh, ECU, but again, that was uh, that was that was the story from Jeff's brother a few years ago. Uh, so that's uh, what he was telling me. All right, um, 
So, uh, not sure yet, uh, understanding that, uh, you know, they're, they're still going through some of the process of, uh, getting things, uh, squared away in Louisiana and, and, and having, uh, the body moved back up to, uh, North Carolina. So there, there's some of that going on. John Gilbert putting out a statement yesterday, uh, stating that they're going to, uh, you know, obviously tomorrow night honor Jeff. They're going to honor him in the coming weeks and months and, and in the coming year quite significantly. So, uh, that is appropriate. And uh, coming up later, I, I, we didn't get a chance to play this yesterday. We just simply didn't have time. I know we went a little over yesterday, uh, but uh, and, and made today because I want to play this as much of this as possible near the end of the show, Cookie, uh, with uh, Charles Bloom. Now, you may uh, recognize that name or remember Charles. Charles uh, was uh, SID at ECU for a handful of years. And, uh, is now where he worked in the SEC offices. He now is at South Carolina. Great guy. He was on with us yesterday on Talk of the Town. So we'll have that for you coming up in just a little bit. Uh, looking forward to, uh, revisiting that from yesterday's TOT later in the show. Uh, I'm excited about Hank Hinton being with us today, mainly because Hank's our guy, right? Cookie. Oh yeah. You know Hank. it. But, uh, we're excited to have, uh, Hank come in the uh, studio and talk with us about the uh, Boneyard uh, game coming up, uh, or the, the, the Team Boneyard. I'm sorry, I'm getting a bunch of text rolling in all at one time. Uh, team Boneyard coming up in uh, just a little bit, where uh, he'll be on with us to discuss uh, the NIL initiative, uh, the uh, one that's kind of taken on an official form of an NIL for uh, ECU Athletics. Uh, we'll, we'll tell you all about that. They had a, uh, an ambitious goal set for the first quarter of the year to really get the NIL that uh, launched late last year out of the uh, starters blocks in 2023. So Hank will be on to describe that for us. I'm looking forward to talking to him. We've got a lot of questions about it. We do want to clear up a lot of things as far as uh, the NIL goes and uh, East Carolina University. Uh, let's see. Any uh, – now – you know, obviously, with the news that happened Friday and and wanting to do the right thing with uh, honoring Jeff with all the respect we have and admiration we have for him, uh, we didn't delve into kind of the sports du jour yesterday, Cookie. Uh-oh. But, uh, you know what, I, I, look, I was going to break. Well, I, yeah, I was going to say, there's really nothing we haven't covered or hasn't been covered with the Super Bowl that we can unveil or cover necessarily. But I do want to give you uh, a chance to get some of your props here because I, I heard tell that you're claiming you picked the Super Bowl correctly. Well, that's not hard, Cookie. I mean, you. Well, it ain't you a have claim. A 50, I got the clip wait, right here. Well, wait a minute. You have a 50-50 shot. I mean, anybody can pick the winner. Anybody can right? pick the winner. That's true. Okay. But it so takes a real you... OG, not just a G. I'm talking about an original gangster to predict okay. the freaking no, score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, gangsta. Yeah. OG, yeah. baby, to predict the score, exactly the score, and kind okay. of low-key how the game went. I kind of broke down what I think the game would be, too, not far off. Now, wait, did this really happen? Or this just... really happened. This was Friday's edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Yes, it is. Is there, all right, is there an example of this, or is this just you claiming this? And you you talk to your buddies or your roommates or something like that. Oh no, we we got it in the like system, everything. I got the clip, I got it on my phone. You better believe I'm bragging about it every day for maybe the rest of the year. I don't know. We'll see how long it drags out before okay. I do something else cooler. Well, 
let's go to the videotape, as the great Tom Suter would say. All right. Mahomes, I think, has now developed the Brady effect of never bet against Tom Brady. I'm saying never bet against Patrick Mahomes. I'm going with the Chiefs. You got a final score? I'm going to go 38-35. I know people, I know that the two defenses, everyone's predicting this low-scoring game. Hurts playing so well, number two in MVP. Mahomes, obviously, the MVP. I think they're, it's going to be a shootout. Eagles got such a great run game. I'm saying it's going to be a high-scoring game, 38-35. Damn, Cookie. I know, right? Hey, I'm just that. Hey, when you're mentioning the best like sports like analysts or whatever in Greenville, you better throw my name in the hat. That's all I'm saying. Chris Cookie Cook from little old Martin County ought to be in that list. Me and you are both getting our name thrown in that hat. If well, yeah. A hat. Yeah, obviously I am. Uh, <laughs> loved as I am, yes, I will. But uh, that look, very rarely am I impressed. I'm really impressed with that. You, you kind of hit that on the head. I don't know what you said after that. I don't know if that analysis was correct. But I'll give I'll give credit where credit is due. That seems like you you hit the nail on the head there. I, hey, yeah, I did. No, I'll brag on myself on this. I did. I nailed that. Uh, from the always anonymous text line, a, a blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and then. Yes, that's true. Oh God, come on, who is that? Don't make it anonymous. He's calling me out. It's the always anonymous text <sighs> line. That's very true. That is very true. But I but I'm gonna say I was very impressed because Cookie is not one to say outlandish things for the sake of saying outlandish things. No, so, yeah. So Cookie, who's you know pretty straightforward with that, that Cookie does say some outlandish things. A but blind that was, squirrel finds an acorn. Hmm. I'm going to remember yeah, well, that, that anonymous text line. Yeah. I mean, don't, you know, you know just, just keep grinding, Cookie, as the kids oh, say. Oh, you know keep it. Grinding. Oh, you know it, yeah. And, 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 and you can build off of this. This might get... You need to find a way to put that audio clip on social media. And oh, brag it's, on, on, it's it. on my Instagram, my Snapchat. Yeah, like, trust me, I, I'm going to brag okay. about this for a very long time. All right. So, what is what? Now, let me ask you this: What is the what is the Instagram? I mean, we'll let you put that out there. What's the Instagram? Here? It is uh, Chris Cook, and there's an E on the end of Cook. That's what the cool people with the last name Cook have, and then the number seventy five. Uh, Panthers from the news and notes department. Uh, it's like Frank Reich's making some pretty good hires. And uh, the news that Deuce Staley has joined the team, we knew that. That was made official today. Uh, it was announced this morning that Jim Caldwell, who had actually, I think, in the rumor mill, or at least some people pushing, had said might be a candidate to be a head coach, uh, Jim Caldwell has been hired as the as a senior assistant. So I don't know if that makes him the de facto offensive coordinator or what. And in fact, the article I'm reading here from the uh, NFL.com website, Caldwell was interviewed for the Panthers head coaching position. So there you go. And he's joining uh, Frank Reich's staff. Uh, he'll report directly to Reich and assist on offense, defense, and special teams. I like that. I, again, I think I think Frank Reich's making a really good his his staff so far has been uh, filling out really really nicely. These seem and, and I think that's the benefit of having a guy who has been an NFL head coach uh, as your head coach because he knows what he needs to be successful. Not pulling a Colts with Jeff Saturday, right? 
Speaking of the Colts, uh, Steichman, the uh, coordinator for the uh, Eagles, has been uh, announced as the head coach today of uh, of Indianapolis. So that's been official, too. So no Jeff Saturday. I guess he goes back to the studio. Uh, I wanted to see that work out, but that might be where he belongs, just to, you know, keep it real. Yeah. And then your guy is uh, in some kind of uh, electricity-free shack doing doing God knows what. Oh, talking about Rogers? Yeah. Oh, I bet he's tripping out and doing all kinds of weird stuff. Okay. He's he's all into that now. He dates. I thought he dated some girl, Blue Moon, or she had some crazy name I mean, like that. Blue Moon's a beer cookie. Blue Moon's the name of a beer. Oh, well, he had some kind of girlfriend with a crazy name. I don't know. Celine, was it Celine Moon Fry who played Punky Brewster? Maybe. No, this was like one of those like names where they like come up with like a random word to like describe their personality or something. Wow. Yeah, he's wild. So he's got he's gotten out there is what you're saying. He's gotten out there, yeah. I think he's gone from Green Bay. I know that. You think he gets traded? What do oh, you yeah. think? Oh yeah. I think he's going to the okay. Jets. So you think that's happening? The oh Jets yeah. Want I'm him. almost positive that's happening. Okay. And I predicted the Super feel- Bowl, so we'll see. Yo, you did. <laughs> As a Green Bay fan, how do you feel about that? I'm glad uh you know, after the two MVP seasons, I was like, okay, let's try to keep him around. But it's just obvious he doesn't want to be there. Uh, he's not performing as well as he did in his prime or even like the later couple years after his prime. I think it's just time for both parties to move on. You think a change of venue would be helpful? I, I do think a change of venue would be helpful for him. He's, he's a city boy. You know, he's from Cali. He wants to be in New York. So what would be the plan then for your Packers? Jordan Love, baby. So you're in all in on love then? All in, I'll buy a jersey. Okay. Uh, speaking of love, uh, the great Dr. Love, uh, RIP to him, uh, Steve Lovett, who had been the uh, offensive coordinator, uh, defensive coordinator, excuse me, at Rose uh, the last couple of seasons, also uh, had coached 20 years at Newburn High, of course a teacher at both schools, and uh, was instrumental in a lot of Newburn's football success, was a head coach one year, kind of the interim uh, coach when Bobby Curlings was away with some health issues. Uh, coach Lovett, uh, has sadly passed after a really courageous fight with cancer. So, uh, our condolences to the, uh, Rose High and Newburn, uh, families. A lot of students impacted over the years. All right. Uh, we've got, uh, Hank Hinton coming up. He'll be in the studio with us. I tell you what we will do though. We want to do a, a four pack of tickets to tomorrow night's basketball game, our painted purple game. Uh, against Cincinnati, 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll give you four tickets, a family four-pack, and uh, a gift card to Chico's Mexican Restaurant. If you're caller 3, 252-561-GAME. Caller 3 will be our winner of a four-pack of tickets to tomorrow night's basketball game and a uh, Chico's Mexican Restaurant gift card. It's 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. Good luck. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Football, 94.3 The Game. Prices are store near you. Tweet at us. Hey, you want to see our tweets? That's creeping me out. Follow us on Twitter for breaking sports news and what's going on around the Pirate Nation. We need you guys on Twitter. Twitter. It's 943 The Game on Twitter. 
painted purple game tomorrow night uh, in Greenville, ECU, taking on Cincinnati. Eric in uh, Winterville, rather. Eric in Winterville was our uh, big winner. He's on the line with us here. Eric, congratulations. Thanks for being on uh, the uh, air, and thanks for calling in. Thanks, BJ. I appreciate it. Uh, anything you'd like to say? A good time to, to do it? I, I imagine there might be as far as Jeff Charles, so the, the floor is yours. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think um, definitely I'll miss hearing the uh, voice of Pirate Nation for sure. And then the uh, the one hot take I'll say, it was, a, it was a good call at the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, it, was a- it doesn't matter the score and the time. I mean, if there's a penalty, there's a penalty, right? That's it. I mean, even the player, Bradbury, admitted he did it. He just hoped the ref didn't see or call it. So Yeah, and, and I mean, was, right it, there. was it the most egregious hold? No, but, I mean, when the player admits it, I mean, that was, that was look, that's pretty straight up from him. I think uh, you got to kind yeah. of be, you got to be impressed with the fact that he did that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's. Yeah, that's it's commendable for sure. Yeah, very commendable. I think that's very commendable. Uh, Eric, hey, uh, congratulations. Look forward to seeing you out there uh, tomorrow night on a uh, painted purple night. Thank you. I appreciate it. Look. It was announced earlier in the year that the Team Boneyard Collective was on a mission to raise funds to provide uh, NIL payments to ECU football players. And uh, we're happy to report that that has gone very, very well so far. We wanted to have Hank Hinton on, who's involved uh, with this. IBX Media is not uh, in any way involved with uh, the Team Boneyard Collective, but uh, Hank, Henry Hinton, and others from the community are very much uh, spearheading this effort. Full disclosure there, we wanted to have Hank on last week, but uh, I was uh, in and out of the lineup, as it were, but Hank is with us uh, here today. It's always great to have the the great Hank Hinton on air with us anytime on the PJ show. Well, you know PJ, I think I've done your show one time and I I do not I try I'm I'm more like my mother. I try to stay out of the uh the spotlight and the airwaves and uh now you're pulling me back on here. What what's wrong with you, man? Well, you're such an effective spokesperson for this team Boneyard and you've really <laughs> done great work with it. I think we've got to have you on. By the way, uh, much much more youthful looking than your father, so I think you're selling yourself way short when you when you say you don't want to be on the air. You you sound like with a lot of vigor, so uh, you go you're you're selling yourself short well, on that. You know I, I I listen to you guys every morning on Talk of the Town, and I am the uh, errors and omissions man. I, I yes. usually I usually am the one you're texting busy. going, uh, Dad, that's not that's not correct, um, and so I'm going to correct you here. Interbanks Media has had a lot of involvement in in Team Boneyard. Okay. My uh, my great bookkeeper Jana Fields, my ops manager Dylan McKay, my uh, my jack of all trades Dan Miller. They have been voluntold that they are volunteers of Team oh. Boneyard, and so they're all helping uh, with this. and And we started it back in June of of twenty twenty two. With the uh, encouragement and uh, really the ask coming from, uh, you know, the, the Pirate Club and the the administration over there, the athletic department, um, they cannot, they can't run this. They cannot control uh, what's known as the collective. 
Um, and, and these, these popped up everywhere last year, even, even, you know, towards the end of 2021. Um, all the Power Five schools had started these NIL collectives for their student athletes, mainly for the football team, but really foot, the, 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 the revenue sports, football and basketball. Um, you don't have to have a collective to have an NIL program. Um, you know, we could pay an athlete directly to do an advertising or an advertisement or, or a, um, or an event for our business. We could just pay them directly. But what a collective does is it makes it easier to collect money into one pot and to pay an entire team or, you know, half the team. What, you know, 75% of the team, whatever, whatever the collective decides to do with that. And so, uh, we, we've had a great run of fundraising, uh, since the beginning of the year. Last year we got it kicked off and it was a little slow. Um, our company put money into it. We had a couple of other pirate club donors, um, give at our request and, uh, we, we collected we collected funds from small businesses that, that wanted some athletes to do advertisements for them, some local charities that wanted some, some athletes to appear at, at charity functions. But this year, uh, we, 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 we let, we had a lead gift with Bill Clark Holmes and, and Mr. Clark individually, uh, giving a hundred thousand dollars, which really kicked off a huge campaign in January that has led to, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for the, for the football and basketball teams here at East Carolina. Hank Hinton, uh, representing today, the team Boneyard NIL collective with us here, teamboneyard.org. If you want to learn more, I know initially March 1st was set as the, uh, deadline if you will for this first uh initial push this year mm-hmm. that you were just speaking about there is that still kind of the 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 date if you will of this uh of this initial push this this year actually uh we've had two board meetings so far and and the plan is to move that up a week so uh we're okay. probably going to start uh with our bas- we have a we have a plan for basketball um, we've consulted with uh, the folks on the inside over there with the with the plan for basketball. We're going to start that in March. We are going to start the plan for football in February. And so, um, our the guy that we've elected chair of of our board is going over to meet with uh, a member of the football staff and uh, a lot of the football team today. In fact, he's going over this afternoon. And we're going to go over the, the contracts and the responsibilities for, for all those members of the football team. Not everybody will get the same amount of money. They'll all be required to do something. Uh, and, and we're making sure everything is compliant, uh, with, with the athletic department and, and the NCAA. Uh, but they, uh, a, a lot of them will get an NIL deal this year. Which is a lot different than, than last year. Only a few of them, you know, only a handful of them probably got NIL deals last year and they weren't a monthly arrangement like we've arranged for them this year. We've been able to do that with a tremendous, uh, support from pirate donors. 
ECU alumni and donors have really stepped up. Even the, even the ones that were opposed to NIL and probably, probably a lot of them are still opposed to the idea that, uh, college athletes, uh, are getting scholarships and, and they're getting free room and board and, and free food and, and all that, you know, what comes along with the scholarship, free school. Uh, and then they're going to get this money on top of that, but we're doing this to keep up. I mean, we're, we're not, we're, we were not at the forefront. We didn't invent this. We're doing it to keep up within our conference. And, and, and really we've, we've not only done that, uh, this year, but we've probably surpassed a lot of the teams that are, that are on our same level. TeamBoneyard.org is where you could go to get more information. Hank Hinton joins us uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show. I'm just curious when, you know, there are there are a couple of groups, I think, that have opposition to this, or a couple schools of thought. One, like you said, there's some people who just don't support the idea. Begrudgingly, some have given uh, contributions because I think they realize the lay of the land, as you so eloquently pointed out there. The other part is when they hear numbers from donors that are maybe – uh, on the higher end, and that, that's not to to say that uh, that's a bad thing. They might feel like, well, if I wanted to contribute a hundred dollars a month or fifty dollars a month, it's not going to make a hill of beans of uh, difference. That that would be a message I would think you'd want to to set straight. You don't have to give huge amounts of money. Any contribution to this collective would would be welcome and useful. Yeah, I'm glad you you brought that up. There's a lot of bad rumors about money in, in this NIL game. Um, I've even uncovered, uh, with, with, with one of the power five, uh, collectives in this state. Uh, I've been hearing a rumor that, um, you know, a big donor gave them, you know, millions of dollars and, and, and that's just not true. Um, I, some of the numbers that you hear, you know, with even, uh, members of our conference paying players, you know, $3,000 a month for 12 months, everybody gets $36,000. I'm not sure if that's true or not. A lot of what you hear on, you know, and you read on the internet is not true about how much right. these guys are getting paid. So you really can't, you know, if you look at, uh, Caleb Love and Armando Baycott, apparently they, are two of the top 10 highest paid college basketball athletes this year. I don't know how they know that. Um, I, I, you know, some of these deals are private in, 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 unless the athlete or the company paying them disclose that information, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it. They, they, they have NIL values, but I'm not even sure what that means. And so I think. We have done a great job of raising funds, but we, we have to continue to do so. This is not a one year thing. Um, we, we have, we set a goal and we, we smashed, we smashed that goal. We ran past that goal in like three weeks in January. Mm-hmm. Um, now have things slowed down since January? Uh, yes. So we need to crank it back up. We need to keep asking people for money. We need our fans to go to the website, which is teamboneyard.org and give any amount. Uh, you know, I think there's a $10 a month option on there. There's a $25 a month option on there, or you can give a one-time donation of, of $100, uh, or more. 
we are we are now going to have some merchandise to be able to give our co- contributors. We're ordering hats. They look really good. We have a really cool logo. Uh, we're going to have some polo shirts. So we're 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 going to spend some. We're going to invest some of this money into those things so we can give. We can we can now give something for the fans that are that are that are giving to this. And uh, so far, a hundred percent of the money spent has been on the players. We are going to spend some money on merchandise so we can have something to give to the the donors. But right, you know, ninety nine percent of the money is going to go to the players. If you uh, were a business owner, let's say, uh, and and wanted to have a player represent you. I know Holt Naylor's did a lot of this last year, but have a player represent your company. Uh, but you feel compelled to give to the, the, the Boneyard Collective. Can a can you all work with or can the board work with that company to, to maybe have player X uh, or player Y represent uh, in commercials uh, or what have you the, uh, the, the brand, as it were? For that specific business, yes, um, we, that's the kind of transaction that I have been used to, to dealing with. Um, Holt Nailers did probably four or five radio commercials last fall. Um, he did some TV commercials outside of the collective, which is great. I just did a radio commercial last week with Ryan McChrystal. I had a I had a client who advertises with with us on the radio who wanted to pay Ryan McChrystal. Um, to do a radio ad for him, and he did it through the collective. He didn't have to do it through the collective. He could he could pay him directly, and that's totally fine. That's great. Um, but yes, that kind of transaction will continue to go on. The what what we really need though is for people to give to say the the football team or the basketball team because. You know, Mason Garcia and, you know, last year Holt Nailers, they're going to get their NIL deals. The, the guys that, that we're concerned about not getting any NIL deals are, you know, your starters, your starting safeties, your starting cornerbacks, your starting linebackers, defensive linemen, offensive linemen. A business is not likely to just pick one of those guys to do an ad for them. They're going to pick the quarterback right. or the running back. And so, that kind of creates the need for this. We can we can give everybody a deal, and their activity could be to actually promote the collective itself for people to give gotcha. money. So you're going to start seeing Team Boneyard pop up on social media with these athletes. They're going to be they're going to be tweeting about it. They're going to be posting on their Instagram accounts for folks to give to Team Boneyard, and and that that's actually going to be. Uh, a lot of the activities that that are going to be going on to in order in order to make this uh, legal. You know, I think you've referenced it here, but it bears repeating again. I mean, this is where we are as far as the current landscape goes, and whether you agree with it or not, this this is the reality in 2023 of college athletics and, and beyond. Uh, where do you see? Because I know you followed this closely. I mean, do you see the NCAA maybe stepping in and providing some guardrails or? What, kind of just from your own personal perspective, where do you see all of this uh, going? Because in some instances, and a lot of it, as you say, is wild Internet rumor, 
there's some things that uh, just seem like, wow, in some places it's really out of control. So uh, I know you'll be nimble and and adapt to whatever the rules of the game are, but just kind of where do you, where do you all in the board maybe anticipate some of this going? Well, all of the, all of the negative things in the lawsuits, uh, that you're seeing pop up are coming from, uh, collectives dealing with agents. You know, the, the, these college players now have agents and they're the ones negotiating with the collectives. And that's what happened at Florida. So they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out that mess down there right now, but we're not going to uh, we're not going to be dealing with with recruits and agents directly. I hope we're not. Right. Uh, yeah. We're we're you know that's supposed to be against the rules. It's supposed to be you know illegal to to entice a recruit to come to East Carolina uh, by offering them money. Now once they're here. That's what we're doing. And, and the coaches can talk about the, the program and the way that this community and, 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 and Pirate Nation supports the NIL collective here. They can talk about that and they can talk about how, uh, certain members of the football team are going to make $20,000 this year through NIL opportunities through the collective and outside of the collective. All of right. that is, all of that is, is okay. And so, what we've done is we've put in, in place, uh, a deal for the, you know, you can call it the, the starters, the, the second team, and then, and then the reserves. Uh, kind of three tiers of NIL deals is how we're doing it. We modeled it after the Tulane collective. And, you know, if, if Tulane's got a lot of money in their collective, if East Carolina would have, had the magical season that they did and gone to the right. U- gone to the Cotton Bowl and beat USC, we would probably have more money in our collective right now than they have, uh, because we just have so much support here, and uh, that's been fun to watch. Uh, but yes, um, we're not going to get involved in in trying to entice recruits to come here with this money. What we've got to do is have a program where uh, it can be talked about. And, and the recruits can know, hey, if I come to East Carolina, I'm going to get an NIL deal. And that's what, that's what we've created here. Hank, anything else that we want to make sure that we let people know about that I've not asked you about? I, I don't think so. Um, we just need to reiterate that, uh, you know, all of this money or almost all of this money is going directly into the pockets of ECU student athletes, you can choose your athlete. If you want them to do an ad for you, you can do that like we did with, with one of the baseball players last week. Really what we're looking for though is for you to give, uh, what, whatever you can give at teamboneyard.org or you can mail us a check. The address is, is on that website. Um, and, and just specify whether you want it to go to football or basketball. And, um, that's the plan is to, is to pay a lot of these guys, um, and, and to keep them happy. Uh, we don't want, we don't want our key players to, to enter the transfer portal. I mean, and can we pay them as much as some other school can pay them? Maybe not. But if they have a deal here, uh, it, it's kind of like, you know, if they're happy and they feel appreciated, there's no need to entertain other offers. And so that's, that's what we're doing. And, um, I think we've got a really good core of basketball players here that we want to keep. Uh, we haven't had 
tremendous success this season with the basketball team, but we've got some really young talent there that we want to we want to keep around. We we want them to hang around here. So um, we're gonna we're gonna try to do something for them. And of course, we've Mike Houston's got a lot of football talent there. Um, you know, a couple of them had eligibility and and they entered the portal. Uh, but what we don't, you know, I'm, I'm not sure we're going to be able to stop two or three guys every year from transferring, but we don't want a mass exodus like you've seen at some of the other schools. Um, and we've been, a, we've been the beneficiary of that, um, in one, one situation. We don't want that to happen. And so, uh, we're doing everything we can to, uh, to, to keep these guys happy. Hey, Hank, great to talk to you. We really appreciate it. That website, again, is teamboneyard.org, so you can learn more about the collective and, and hopefully uh, hopefully contribute to it in one, one way, shape, or form. Hank, thanks a lot. Great to talk to you. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers are available. Sorry about that. I screwed it up. Let me do it again. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers available now online at the all-new 943thegame.com. And now, back to the P-Man, the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is Chris Cook here with the 94.3 The Game Sports Flash Update. Starting off, ECU basketball hosts Cincinnati tomorrow night at 7 p.m. That game can be heard live right here on 94.3 The Game and 107.9 WNCT with network coverage beginning at 6.30 p.m. UNC has now lost four of its last five games to drop to 16-10. and 10. UNC is sitting ninth in the ACC with an 8-7 and seven conference record. They will face number 22 NC State this Sunday. Next up from the NFL, the Raiders have officially informed Derek Carr that he has been released from the team, Adam Schefter reported earlier today, after weeks of speculation. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook is undergoing shoulder surgery today for an injury that he stated had been bothering him for the last few seasons. The Cardinals have hired Jonathan Gannon from the Eagles to be their next head coach. And next up from the Carolina Panthers, former Lions head coach Jim Caldwell has joined the new Panthers coaching staff under Frank Reich. And lastly from the N- and excuse me, lastly from the NFL, Eagles left tackle Lane Johnson is said to have surgery this week after his Super Bowl loss. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash Update. This 94.3 The Game Sports Flash Update is sponsored by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For more info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. The Pitch. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. That ball is gone. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball. 94.3 The Game. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Tomorrow is a painted purple game at East Carolina for men's basketball. Cincinnati coming to town. 7 o'clock will be the tip-off tomorrow. We'll have coverage beginning at 5 o'clock with the Patrick Johnson Show. Chris Cook and Philip the Ref Pilkington will be in. 6 o'clock, it'll be our uh, Pirate Game Day Countdown, local edition, and then uh, pregame coverage begins at the bottom of the hour tomorrow, 6.30. The game will tip just after 7 o'clock. I know on the pregame show tomorrow they will have 
A big uh, way to honor Jeff Charles at halftime during the radio broadcast. We'll have ways to honor Jeff Charles tomorrow on the ESPN Plus telecast, including some comments, uh, heartfelt comments from Cy Seymour that are scheduled for tomorrow. We had the statement released late yesterday about uh, Jeff Charles from John Gilbert stating that ECU Athletics will honor Jeff, his legacy, and his many contributions to ECU Athletics in the coming days, weeks, and year. They'll have a moment of silence pregame and a special tribute to his most iconic calls at halftime of the men's basketball game tomorrow. On Monday's Talk of the Town, uh, we spoke with Charles Bloom, who is the Executive Associate Athletics Director, Chief of Staff for the University of South Carolina Athletics Department. He was also working in the SEC office. He went there from East Carolina, where he was the Sports Information Director and Assistant Athletics Director from 1988 to 1995. So he knew Jeff very, very, very well. And uh, we started yesterday's interview on Talk of the Town with Henry Hinton, asking Charles about some of his fond memories of Jeff. Enjoy this interview. Great memories, Henry. I mean, uh, my time at ECU, uh, I guess, 1988 to 95. And, uh, you know, you were, uh, you were a road warrior, uh, <laughs> along with us. And, uh, you know, you made uh, some of the trips. And, uh, you know, I, I kept thinking back after I heard Friday night and just, uh, just some of the great memories. And, uh, uh you know, what a fun time, uh, it was, uh, to be a pirate, you know, back then and, and to be part of the ECU community. Uh, I'll never forget, uh, all the friendships and, uh, especially with Jeff. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it was fond, you know, thinking about those memories here this weekend after, uh, after Friday night. And, uh, so I'm thankful that, that, to, uh, you reached out to me. Do you remember, were you on the trip? Uh, I was telling this story this morning. Were you on the trip when we took Jeff to Piqua? I think you were, um, weren't you? Well, um, I was, uh, the years go by. So, uh, that may have been, uh, uh, you know, my, my memory's questionable, but is that the Cincinnati? Uh, I can't remember trip? whether we were with. Uh, it's it almost it almost feels like maybe didn't we play the University of Dayton? At Day- yeah, is it that seems- the, the arena with the multicolored seats? <laughs> yeah, uh, and the and the big poles in the end zone. But uh, yeah, I, I do remember that. I do remember well, I think, that. I, I think that it was it, maybe you didn't go with us. You may have had duties, but I know that Tom Doyle went with us and. Uh, of course, Jeff, uh, Jeff grew up in a really small town in Ohio called Piqua, Ohio, P-I-Q-U-A. And we always used to joke with Jeff about being from Piqua. And he was, and so we, uh, it was either, we, we were either there to play Cincinnati or Dayton. I can't, I, I feel like it was the Dayton trip because I remember going to the Dayton arena. I don't, and I'm trying to remember whether I went to the Dayton arena with, uh, with you guys or whether that was when I was with the Tar Heel Network. But anyway, we, I think it, we, we went there and we rented a car and we took Jeff to his hometown to Piqua. And I remember we drove to Piqua and, um, and we drove to the house that he grew up in. And of course, you know, we were, we were trying to get him to go knock on the door. You know, his family had long since moved. His family, I think his parents had already left Ohio, but we end up going and having lunch at a, a diner where he kind of hung out as a high school kid. But I just remember you know, Jeff had a really good time that day, and it was fun to kind of reminisce with him in his hometown. 
Well, more the more you talk about it, the more I remember. Of I think it. you yes, were there. I do believe I was on that trip. Yeah, I think it was you and Tom Doyle and Jeff and myself. Probably was. I, <laughs> no, no doubt. No doubt. But I, you know, I was also reminiscing about the fact that I used to drive my old Toyota Previa van. <laughs> remember that? And you guys would ride. <laughs> yeah. You guys would. When it, we were road warriors, we called ourselves road warriors in the CAA. And, uh, whenever, and I would drive that Toyota van and Jeff had to stop and eat at Ralph's. <laughs> where, where was Ralph's? It was up near Roanoke Rapids somewhere or, or yeah, Weldon so, uh, or somewhere. So I have to share with you a little bit of that. So I'm from a small town in Virginia called Emporia. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Which is just right up the road. I forgot and, that. Yeah. And so, uh, we all, you know, when you, uh, in the colonial, most of the trips up north, you had to go through Emporia. Yeah. And when I grew up, we always went to Ralph's in Weldon. It was in Weldon. So it was uh, you that wanted to go to Ralph's, not Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just we, remember uh, it, it, whenever we got, by, we were heading up 95. They'd immediately say, we got to stop at Ralph's and eat. And yeah, uh, that was, that was, became a ritual and, and, and they did that. The, the, my fellow road warriors did that because I, of the stories I told about growing up in Emporia and going to Ralph's. <laughs> Uh, there were some good times. There were some good times. I'll tell you what. Um, what do you, uh, what are your thoughts about, uh, as we mourn Jeff's passing? Um, you've worked with a lot of guys in this, in this business and so have I. Uh, and I talked this morning about some of the great play by play guys and they all had a great, a lot of great respect for, for Jeff. But when you hang out for 34 years at one division one school, um, you know, there's just a whole lot of memories there. There is. And, uh, you know, if you look back in the history and that's the one, you know, when you look back at college sports and, and I'm going to even say the Southeast and I'll include the Carolinas and, and down in the SEC area, you know, we we've been blessed to, to have some great radio play by play announcers and, and, and the history of college sports. You, you identify with, you know, shoot at the Tar Heels with Woody Durham and and uh, you go Bob Fulton here at the University of South Carolina. And uh, I met I met the great Bob Fulton one time. What a voice! Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Larry Munson at Georgia, oh, and, yeah. and John Ward at Tennessee. Well, Jeff Charles is right there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you stay at a place so long, and and you just remember the calls. You remember where you were, and you, and and you listen to them. And now with modern with the media. Uh, you know, the YouTubes and the Twitters, you know, you can relive those moments uh, pretty, pretty easily. And, uh, you know, I find myself every once in a while clicking on a 1991 ECU highlight show or a, <laughs> a, a coach's show and there's Jeff, uh, yeah. looking like he's 20. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, and, uh, and, and that, those were, that's a lot of fun. But yeah, Jeff is, it goes, goes in with one of the, like one of the greats, uh, in, in radio play by play history. Yeah, I was also uh, reminiscing. I was saying that my, my son, Hank, uh, did an interview this weekend for a fundraiser that was going on here. We have a uh, guy, a good friend of ours, Greg Parker, who does a fundraiser every year and does a walkathon, and he interviews people from the community. I did it last year. He did Hank this year, and they were talking on Saturday morning during that about, um, you know, Greg was asking about uh, Jeff Charles, and, and Hank was reminiscing about, 
Hank must have been about 12, 11 or 12 years old when I was driving that old Toyota Previa van and we were going to UNC Wilmington and William and Mary and James Madison and, and, uh, George Mason. <laughs> and he would, if it was a weekend, he'd want to go. And so Hank would hop in the car and go with us on the broadcast. And, uh, and then Jeff started taking his son, Britt. I don't know if you remember this, but then Hank and Britt would, you know, play together. And, uh, and sit together while we worked for the game. And then we'd all get together and go to somewhere for dinner on the way home. It was kind of a neat, neat thing. But, uh, Jeff started bringing Britt when I was taking Hank. And so, you know, it was kind of a good little father son thing that we did. But I don't know. You start thinking about all those memories, which I wouldn't have thought of again, probably, uh, if, if this hadn't happened. But anyway, um, any other, any other final thoughts about, uh, your relationship with Jeff and, um, and what, what he meant to you? Well, you know, he's a special person. I mean, as as good as a play-by-play announcer uh, he was, he's a better person. You know, his office was right down the hall. And, you know, it, in the cars together, you know, we would have the conversations. And it could be about life. It could be about uh, the job. You know, there were some tough days. And, uh, you know, we, we were able to talk it out and, and, and appreciate each other. You know, he took me, uh, you know, he had the only dealer car of the Road Warriors. Uh, so it was him who, uh, if it wasn't your van, it was his car <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and we went to, we went to NASCAR races. Uh, we went, uh, I mean, I remember, you know, the peach bowl year and the, and the 93 CAA tournament. I mean, uh, I mean, those were really good times and, uh, you know, and Jeff made those, uh, uh really meaningful. I mean, to be around him and, and all you guys, I mean, uh, it was just, just, it was just a, a great time and, and I learned a lot and I'm better off for it. It was, uh, it was, it was some good times. I, I, I ended up not being able to do it, but a couple of years, our company was growing and it was just too much for me. I finally had to bail out of doing the basketball and we ended up putting Steve Gowan in there to do the basketball. And then Steve left and went off to, uh, the big time. And, uh, I remember the conversation I had with Jeff about. Um, you know, he was talking to me about what, you know, would you come back and, and do the basketball? I'm like, Jeff, I can't do it, but I got, I got a guy who would be great at it. And, and Jeff said, who is that? I said, my buddy, Cy Seymour, who was the, uh, coach at, uh, Craven and, uh, just a great basketball mind and a superhuman being. And then of course, Cy got on and Jeff ended up putting Cy in the booth with him and they had a great run together. So, uh, you know, a lot of great memories this morning. Anyway, I'll let you go. It's great talking to you. We need to get you back sometime and talk about the state of college athletics. Good Lord. What a mess. you want to, Henry. I'm at your beck and call. What a mess, Bloom. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> it is can unbelievable. You, can you imagine how much has changed you and I've seen in this business? Good Lord. Oh, I'm just, I'm hanging, sometimes I'm hanging on for dear life. <laughs> I understand. Well, uh, my best to your family. It's great talking to you, Charles, and I hope to see you soon. Sounds good, Henry. Take care. Best to your family. All right. See you, buddy. Henry Hinton with uh, Charles Bloom from yesterday. We thank Hank Hinton from the Boneyard Collective for being on with us. Uh, Tomorrow we'll have uh, coverage leading you into ECU and Cincinnati beginning at uh, 5 o'clock with the Patrick Johnson Show, Chris Cook and Philip Pilkington. And uh, then we'll have coverage at 6 o'clock with our Pirate Game Day countdown leading you into radio network coverage. Big thanks to uh, all of our guys behind the scenes, and thanks to you for tuning in today. 
to the Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great rest of your evening.